Hey lovelies, welcome to the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Mercado and I'm the owner and the creator of my brand, The Mercado Methods. And that is a platform where I teach a variety of online fitness classes and yoga classes, breath works, meditations, fascia release, um, there's a whole host of stuff. I'll pop some details below and I'll put my YouTube channel on there as well. We're also currently working through the programme Coming Home to Ourselves, which uh, last week was all about connecting to safety, trust and support from ourselves from within. And when we feel that safety within us, it feels like we're sort of coming home to ourselves because we're listening to our intuition and our, our awareness. And currently this week we're working through more connecting to the womb space, the sacral, which is about trusting our feelings, our sensations to help us really navigate our way through this world. So if you are interested in finding out more, I'll pop the details below as well. And this is actually going to be leading us into today's topic, which is burnout. And... Burnout is a word that's being thrown around quite a lot now and burnout is a word that I realised has so many different layers to it that I felt really compelled to want to talk about this. So first of all, some of you, the word burnout might even be unfamiliar or it might just be something that you just hadn't anticipated, maybe something that you're sort of navigating through um, during this time. So some of you might have heard of the term adrenal fatigue um, adrenal fatigue and burnout are also not classed as medical disorders as well so doctors won't really sort of talk about this however I feel that it's something really really crucial for us to start to become aware of and to have like hints and tips of ways to sort of helping going through if you recognize any of this that might sound familiar because for me it's been a massive game changer um, and it's something that really I feel is a magical way to get to know yourself, to um, work through your stuff and to, to basically like treat your own self rather than relying on anything else, medication or anything other, like you literally come home to yourself and you find a way to listen to your body to um, make massive changes. So first of all, burnout or adrenal fatigue, well, let's just keep it as burnout. So burnout is, I guess if we go back to tribal times, like that all of our ancestors say like many decades and decades, like linears back, they would have been in survival mode. Um, the technology and the way that we live today is totally, totally different to how our ancestors' ancestors would have been living. And we would have been in survival mode all the time. We would have been like hunting for food, trying to not be eaten by predators. We'd have um, sometimes not eaten for how many days. We might be with one tribe and then not necessarily safe. Um, our, our own tribes, if we um, were being a certain way, we could get thrown out of the tribe. So we also have to like conform with a lot of things and behave in certain ways to keep us in that survival mode. And when we're in this survival mode, so for example, we've got four responses when something um, stimulates our nervous system, for example. So we've got fight mode, 
freeze mode, um, <clears throat> fawning mode, fight, oh, and freeze mode. And when we go into one of these modes in the body, so say we was back in the tribal times and we're out and all of a sudden we see this lion and we're like, fuck, we're gonna get eaten. Like, we need to get out of here. The body's gonna release a load of, we say chemicals, it's a hormone response. Adrenaline's gonna get stimulated and adrenaline means that it's gonna fuel the body. Like, it's like, have you ever heard of someone having a heart attack and, and the heart stopped, they'll put an adrenaline shot into the heart and all of a sudden, boom, it starts beating and everything goes round to get the muscles ready to run really fucking fast or fight because you're going to need with fight as well you're going to need power and um, with with flight you're going to need power in your legs to run so again the blood's going to go to certain areas if you're in freeze mode say you was a deer and you see the lion and you're like do i run and like get eaten or do i pretend i'm just we didn't see each other and you might not eat me so again there's going to be chemicals that literally it's like all the blood drains from your body and it's like you're just rooted to the ground so you can't do anything but you can feel your heart's going or you go into people pleasing mode which like say you was in a tribe and there was like loads of lions and whatever you'll be like oh who, and I'll, I'll maybe i'll stay and you guys can go or god knows what the, the fawning response would be in in a tribal time i'd love to hear your your sitch and um, fawning is actually a fairly new word for me as well if i'm totally honest it's only been the last year that it sort of came into my um i guess my consciousness and if you haven't heard of it before yet it's like when we go into people please mode so we just drop everything to do everything for everyone else and before we know it like we're burned out or we're fatigued or we've got low energy because yeah this is another way to go into burnout because we're giving our energy away um pleasing others rather than doing what we need so burnout um yeah back in the day would have been survival mode however when we actually look at how we're living nowadays even though those situations aren't happening, our body still responds to them the same because it comes down the lines genetically. Um, there was a really famous study of a cat that they'd make a loud noise, like a bang, and then they'd spray lavender. So eventually the cat associated, they didn't need to make the noise anymore, it, they sprayed the lavender and the cat would jump because it was, it was reacting to something even though there wasn't a bang. And when that cat then had kittens, the kittens, that they'd just spray the spray and the kittens would have the same reaction. So genetically down the lines, we're responding to what we feel might be a, a need for a flight response in our body and the body stimulates a load of adrenaline. Um, and we don't actually need to run from that situation. What's actually going on is maybe you're stuck in traffic and you're really stressed and your, your nervous system feels like you are upset about something and it wants to get out of the situation so all that adrenaline is going to be coursing around your your body and you're just sitting in the car it doesn't know that it's a difference between fight flight freeze fawn mode it just thinks oh my goodness they're in danger and adrenaline is, is always released anyway when there's a lot of adrenaline constantly being released and you're just stuck in traffic or you're you're overworking or um you you're just you're doing and doing and doing. It's a very, um, I guess, a masculine energy that we all sort of have been in for a long time. And it gets to that point when adrenal fatigue just burns your body out because these chemicals, these hormones are being released and the body goes into like overwhelm, it might go into a numbness, you might go into, um, you'll know, 
with burnout because you'll go to bed absolutely knackered and maybe not be able to sleep because then you're wired or you'll wake up throughout the night and you'll need a wee um you'll um go to bed really tired and still feel really really tired or you just it depends like it depends on how your body is reacting to burnout because when these when we are responding to certain situations so if our day-to-day life is stressful and non-stop and you get out of bed in the morning and the first thing you do is check your phone and then you've got emails and you've got voice notes and you've got so on like we are literally already when we first wake up the body has released cortisol to wake us up and cortisol is a stress hormone to go wake up it's time to get up so if you've then got a horrendous alarm clock going like beep, 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 then you're gonna do the um get out of bed and just check the phone without giving yourself time to sort of ground yourself before you jump out of bed your nervous system's going to be triggered and then normally on top of that people then have um my friend liam calls it a cup of anxiety coffee so coffee will then secrete more cortisol from us because the body has a fight flight freeze response to coffee when we drink it as well so if we continue to drink coffee, like that will then stimulate this response. And again, lots of adrenaline is being released. The body doesn't know you've just drank a cup of coffee. And eventually we go into burnout mode, which means that things start to shut down. So you'll know when you're sort of going into burnout because there will be physical symptoms. And the best way for me to describe burnout as well is imagine you've got a petrol tank and you're driving and you've got an engine in, in there as well. So you're driving and you keep letting the petrol tank get really, really low. So your your engine's constantly feeding on the dregs. So the, the engine then has to work harder. So then eventually the engine gets knackered out as well. So eventually, even though you don't know what's necessarily going on inside, eventually you're gonna to start to get lights on your bonnet saying like, you know, the engine's fatigued. And then if you then continue to drive with those lights on that you're then ignoring, because you're now actually getting like warning lights or red flags as we would call it, um, you would then, um, I don't know, maybe you'll be driving and steam starts coming out of your bonnet and you know the whole car just stops working. That in turn is what can happen if we ignore certain things with adrenal fatigue and burnout. So, this is why I felt quite passionate to talk about this and it's something that I realise now I'm still sort of in recovery from. However, I've got lots of ways to sort of navigate through it now and I want to kind of just bring some things to maybe our awareness so we can sort of take a, a moment to sort of assess where we're at and how maybe we're living to sort of see us, you know, shift things around a little bit and yeah so if any of this resonates today maybe you might even want to get a pen and paper to write some stuff down as well and burnout can be as well because sometimes you're like oh i'm well chilled like i'm good nothing's like nothing's really going on burnout can also be a period in your life or times in your life where you went through a massive stress and it might be physical stress mental stress emotional stress spiritual stress like it could have been a period in your life and if you're someone like how I used to live was I would numb everything out, I would medicate with depression tablets and anxiety tablets. So this is a way for you to start to go, oh, there was a period in my life when I did, you know, just had to get on with something. So for myself, I went through something um, a few years ago and then I refused to sort of acknowledge it and 
I just kept on working and working and working and it's only been in this time where I've had time and space and allowed myself to go into some inquiry and reflection that I realised I was holding on to something which was causing like um, emotional burnout in my body. It was like a bit of emotional neglect. So I guess with burnout it's looking at as well is or perhaps there was a time in your life where you worked loads like loads years and years and years uh, primary examples where people like work like really like long hours and whatever and they do it like their whole life doing maybe the same job the same thing repetitiveness and maybe it took a toll on the body or maybe it took a toll mentally and they finally retire and the bodies are burned out like the, the body's knackered um, they're knackered and it's also unfamiliar because they're used to doing things a certain way. So now sometimes, you know, going into retirement can feel a bit overwhelming. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for us to sort of look and get a bit real with maybe some bits and sort of, you know, maybe shifting some stuff around if we're open to. And some causes of it as well things for example like overdoing if you're working a lot and then you're you know when we're younger we say burning the candle at both ends however like it's not it hasn't done us any favors as well so it's sort of like where are we spending our energy and how are we regenerating it because your energy your chi your your life force energy if, if we go into like true burnout and adrenal fatigue, um, it's also, it can cause havoc on the body. Like it can cause it, um, it can cause so much havoc on the body that it can then take years and years and years to sort of really go, oh God, this is gonna be maybe a lot of work to sort of nourish myself back. However, we can sort of take a step back now or assess and start to maybe integrate or try some new things or embody some new ways of doing things we can really start taking radical responsibilities for our health and our bodies now because as we all know, our health is our wealth. So again, it's like a super, it's something I'm really, really passionate about. Um, other causes of burnout can be things like, you know, when we're juggling loads of things and it's normalized to have like a list of a hundred things to do in a day, um, overworking, like lack of boundaries, you know, with work and stuff, I used to get out of bed and the first thing I've seen is, you know, work would have contacted me to maybe come in and be on shift somewhere because someone else has called in sick, but I'd already worked till 10 o'clock the night before and I would shoot out of bed and I'd be like, straight back in the car, not even, you know, not even feeling into my boundaries and I've just woken up and I've not really had enough sleep and wanting to go in and also feeling guilty if, if I wasn't there and also wanting to, to, to help. Um, but however, I could I can see now it was detrimental to my health. However, at the time, I, I didn't know any different. So I would really put my needs first. And like I said earlier as well, it's, it can be ignoring like the red flags and even the, the amber flags and also using the green flags to sort of see like where we're at and to use that as a set point to when we're moving away from the green flag again or when something feels like we're going into amber and assessing the situation so it becomes like a traffic like system it's very it's very cool when you start working with it like that or connecting to it like that 
Um, for instance, a yellow flag might be you've had a headache and it's now been a couple of days. A yellow flag is your muscles feel a bit tight, particularly down the back of the legs. A yellow flag could be you've noticed that um, you're waking up in a the night again. There's some like yellow flags for you, whereas red flags with things like burnout and adrenal fatigue could be like actual like pains in your body, stomach ulcers, um, gums bleeding when you brush your teeth, hair loss. Anxiety. I used to have chronic anxiety at night time. Chronic anxiety. And again, it's, it's a symptom of burnout because our nervous system is releasing these chemicals if we're in this fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode. And our this energy, because we don't need it to run from a lion, we don't need it to um, fight. This energy just stays in the body and goes in the mind and then we become overthinkers which and again this is like this vicious cycle so then we overthink about the situation and then us by overthinking it creates more anxiety and instead of using that anxiety as like I said like uh, to run or fight it just gets it goes into the body and it gets you know they it gets into our fascia and it gets into our blood and it can, re it can really start to cause all sorts of interesting things in the body. And this is also something that I begin have, has led me to find fascinating to also want to know more about. So in a way, it's then learning to utilize the messages that are going on in your body to help you on your path, like discovering who you are and and what's going on. So for me, burnout has actually also been such a gift to help this inquiry and to and to stop and feel into, gosh, this is how I used to work. And most of you know, like before lockdown, I used to work maybe 60, 70 hour weeks. I wouldn't stop. I ran another side business as well, um, which was very time consuming. I'd also, gone through some serious like heavy sort of stuff um, in my personal life and didn't want to deal with it and was on medication so I was just avoiding dealing with anything that felt uncomfortable and for me in my last podcast uh, about grief and fear it it was it was the grief that started to come through because when you actually learn more about anxiety Anxiety is also a symptom, not only of burnout, but anxiety is a symptom as well of unexpressed grief. So until I started learning about um, the stuff that I'd also suppressed and ignored, um, I, I didn't know how to energetically release emotions either. So any grief would get locked back in. So it was like this vicious cycle going round. And again, other causes can be things like Feeling unsafe, because for instance, if we thought it was going to be eaten by a lion, or we're you know we're navigating through a tribe that doesn't um, maybe support us as well, we can really be affected and feel unsafe. 
and lots of us feel unsafe as well and having burnout with you know current things that are happening in in this world and there's a lot of financial um, instability and we've got Christmas coming up which I know is quite a burden for some of us um, you know there's a lot of expenses at Christmas and you know there's there's all this stuff going on that we're exposed to all the time and even though I don't watch the news and what's what's out there um, you know people talk about it and also my current um, experience of certain things is very unsettling because I don't know what's going to happen however I'm choosing to see it as an opportunity of excitement because when we actually learn the true meaning of anxiety it's actually a gift and anxiety is something we can then utilize to sit with and feel into does this feel exciting or does this feel scary and if it feels scary again another gift and a gateway to lean into something to explore it to see you know am i trying to avoid something here am i trying to avoid something uncomfortable do i want to lean into this to explore and see where it takes me or is this actually danger and i need to sort of move away from this scenario person situation um experience and anxiety is, is a is a gift i see that now and i've spent years trying to avoid it and like i said now i'm sort of dealing with some of the well over the last couple of years i want to say dealing with but i've had like the most epic fun learning about about anxiety and about um self-regulating and in turn learning about who on earth i am and getting more and more passionate about doing more things like this um when we have been in burnout there may have been times when we would have maybe had addictive behaviors or still going through addictive behaviors so i would overtrain at the gym um, in turn that would burn out my muscles and i'd be burning out my joints and causing all sorts of carnage in my body because i was always training the same way as well i would do x amount of body pumps a day as an instructor as well sometimes and be standing statically doing the same you know sort of movements over and over again rather than looking at mobility and um, flexibility um, addictive behaviors as well because we have realized well not even realized we have where we've got addictive humans love humans don't like change Humans like doing the same thing over and over again. So does the brain, it creates a habit. And if we have been in stressful environments, stressful work jobs, stress around in stressful relationships, um, we don't realize sometimes, it was a great book by Patrick Holford, it's called The Feel Good Factor. And he said, stressed people are addicted to stress. And that one sentence is always stuck in my mind. It's one of the best books I've ever read because he, he, he mentioned melatonin and chromium and all these bits and pieces which have changed my life um, uh, with moving away from medication and recognizing symptoms rather than thinking that is the problem and getting to the root of it as opposed to just sticking a Band-Aid over things. Um, Burnout as well can come from things like dehydration, especially now we're, when I'm recording this, it's winter, a lot of us are cold, we've got the heating on in England. If you're in the UK, um, if you've got, uh, if you're in offices, there'll be like heatings and air conditionings over the years. This dries out the muscles and in turn, when the muscles are dry and we're not hydrating properly, that can cause burnout on the body because 
you know, maybe when you're training, it's like wear and tear, same as like a tire, for example, you keep grinding it down, grinding it down, and eventually, you know, that tire's gonna burst. That can happen with muscles. People will say this, oh, I just bent down to do my shoelace up. Like, no, you didn't. You spent years on a swim bike and running and training and lifting weights, perhaps, in the same sort of way, that that muscle's just got to the point, like, it's just said, nope, bing. So it's just the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, as I learn this path, to dance around um, being a human and also living life and is to be like bamboo. Like um, we bend so we do not break. And it's a great uh, yoga teacher who really has inspired me and really has helped me grow on my journey. And Travis Elliott, if you haven't checked out his stuff on YouTube, like he is amazing and he, for me, he just covers so many different ways. If you're on an entrepreneurial sort of path or if you're um, interested in like deepening your philosophy, like he will do that for you. And he's also so cool and humble. So yeah, big shout out to Travis. And maybe one day I'll get to have him on my podcast interview because that would that, that'd be like a dream for me. Um, so yeah, check I'll put his details below as well. Um, burnout as well, jumping around a lot, I know. It can be like from our stimulants. So if we're drinking energy drinks and coffee drinks and um, maybe taking like workout tablets and whatever not, and we're putting our body to spike our heart rate, like it, it just sends the body into like, oh my God, and if we're doing that regularly, it's a lot for the heart to take, especially if the heart isn't conditioned to handle that. If you're jumping from, you know, you might have done it over a while, but it's it, it's taking the piss with the body a little bit. So just, I guess it's just being more mindful about how often you spike it because the body can handle stress. However, if we take the piss with it, like again, certain things are gonna happen and it might be all fine and well while we're younger, but as a lot of us know, um, like a good friend of mine um, used to take a lot of steroids, for example, and he got to the point, I remember I hadn't seen him for ages and he came into the gym and he looked like, he just looked totally different. And I said, what's, what's going on, are you okay? And he said, oh, I had to come off the steroids and um, you know, let go of how I wanted my body to look and embrace like my actual shape and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, was everything okay? And he said, basically he got chronic vertigo and it was affecting his heart by being on the steroids. So again, what is important to us that maybe we're chasing now it's also very wise to look, I don't say live in the future and worry about it, but consider the future and be like, mm, maybe I am taking the pee a little bit and it might be good to, I don't know, maybe do some more stretching or um, slow down with the amount of energy drinks that I'm drinking and maybe actually put some nutrition in my body. And that's another thing, like burnout can come if we're fueling our body. Like, if, if, like the easiest way for me to compare is like a car if you drive but as most of us know you would not put petrol in a diesel car or diesel in a petrol like it's going to pack up same way you wouldn't water a plant with dr pepper and put harry bows on it and expect it to grow into this flourishing thing i don't know what would happen however we choose to put god knows what into our bodies that aren't even proper nutrition and expect it to run on it because it will it will run for a little while and you might have got away for quite a few years or decades, but eventually the body packs up. Same as like type two diabetes. 
they say type 2 diabetes um, is the next epidemic. Like, it's misdiagnosed by 30 years, and most of us are eating foods because we don't want to accept that we we require fat in our diet. So if we deny ourselves of fats, like grass-fed butter, um, eggs, avocados, nuts, things like that, the, the body cannot function properly because around every single cell, it requires body fat. So if we are depriving it, um, then eventually the body's gonna have to utilize something else and then that will get depleted to compensate for that. Or if you're doing things and you're eating foods that the body doesn't recognize. So for example, um, fructose and glucose are like two different things. Glucose is what the body will recognize and we have hormones um, and responses in our body to go, oh, there's glucose in the bloodstream when we eat. So for instance, when you even, when you eat things like sweet potato, brown rice, um, chickpeas for example, that is a carbohydrate and that is a complicated carbohydrate. So it will get broken down by certain chemicals, enzymes in our body to make it simple carbohydrates and a simple carbohydrate molecule is glucose. So the body can then go, oh, there's glucose in the bloodstream because they've eaten X and it will send down the hormones to sort of take it out of the bloodstream and it'll be like, should we store this as body fat or should we store this, um, do we need this as energy in the muscles? Or if we've got enough going on, like we can just let the metabolism do its thing and shed it. So if we're not nourishing our body with things like fats, because a lot of us have also been terrified of the word fat, it will trigger something in us, so I don't want to be fat, so I don't, I won't eat fat. And it's like, well, actually, what we then do is we substitute things that have fake sugar in them. So we'll get like fat-free, and it will have a chemical in it that the brain will think and believe is sugar. To us, it will taste because we will believe it tastes like sugar as well. So the brain goes, ah amazing there's sugar in the bloodstream it sends down the chemical the hormone to break it down and it gets down there and this chemical is like something like aspartame for example and it's like this tiny molecule that doesn't isn't glucose at all so the brain then says oh we must be broken because technically there isn't any sugar in there this little molecule this this aspartame has made us believe that it's there so in theory, there should be, I don't know, a teaspoon of blood sugar there. It goes down there, there's a spartane molecule on its own, which isn't a teaspoon of sugar, it's just this one little tiny thing, and the brain just doesn't know what it is. So it goes, oh, it must be broken, there is no, there's no sugar in here, the glucose to store or deplete or whatever. And eventually that can affect our insulin um, response and resistance because the brain starts shutting it off. So when you then do go to eat sugar, the brain doesn't send the chemicals down to break that down and, and make the assessment and go, do we store that? Do we deplete that or do do? And it just starts causing havoc. So the brain just starts storing it and converting the glucose into body fat. So in turn, by us having low fat, what we're actually doing is, is confusing the body. And also in things like breads and um, certain things, we've got fructose. So the liver doesn't actually recognize what that is. And then in turn, what that does mean then, because um, the liver is responsible for breaking down the bile, I believe, and the gallbladder is what stores the bile. 
So if, for instance, we're having a lot of fructose in our diet, so things like digestive biscuits, breads, um, Danish pastries, stuff like that, the liver doesn't quite recognise what fructose is as opposed to glucose, and it's harder work for it, and it's very taxing, and it causes burnout in the liver. And eventually, because it's gone into burnout, it can't... Um, it can't handle what's going on and there's like a breakdown between the gallbladder I can't quite remember what what goes down exactly but the gallbladder packs in so it's like no more we're overworked we are well overworked and then in turn the liver then packs in so the, the brain and the body just don't do anything about what's going on with this fructose in the body and in turn it just starts getting stored in random places and as we know with diabetes and stuff like that, that can then sort of happen because fatty liver, even though we we know it mostly as caused by alcohol, fatty liver is actually caused by um, diabetes or high fructose and high glucose levels. So depending on what's going on, and that in turn causes burnout in the body because burnout is basically when our bodies just say I'm not doing this anymore, and when we have this happen. Same with alcohol. So if we abuse alcohol a lot, um, it causes a fight, flight, freeze response in the body. The body then doesn't know what to do with it, stores it in the liver, causes fatty liver first sort of stage. But again, you won't see it. It isn't until your skin, you know, you'll know when people's livers have packed up and then they're on to the next stage of that. And, you know, they're jaundice and they've lost load. They've gone the opposite way with diabetes. You'll put on normally a lot of weight and then they'll go the opposite way when when we go to stage three diabetes, which is also stage three diabetes leads is dementia as well. So the body is literally, we're not, the body's not being looked after. And I know this is quite deep. However, I do feel like it's quite important to sort of go into this sort of stuff. Um, stimulants as well that can cause burnout, things like drugs, um, as well as and alcohol is a drug whether we like it or not and it's about looking at how much we consume and getting a bit real with ourselves and they say even like I think one glass of wine can sort of put the brain into sedation mode rather than sleeping mode at night which can affect um, our health so it's, it's learning to you know notice how many things are you doing to your body and then going hmm do you know what, maybe I will start cutting down on alcohol a little bit, or maybe rather than having a drink every night, I might have one one drink every four nights. So it's also not stressing yourself out because there's a lot of information here. And if you're doing a lot of these things, and this is what I'm gonna talk about, is learning how to juggle through the shift because if we go from one extreme to another as well, we also feel like a failure or we can, and then revert back to old habits and patterns. And then next time we realize we wanna give something a go, it just, you know, it can be really intense. So burnout as well, um, sometimes people like don't eat all day and then it will, they'll get to really late and then they'll eat. And again, the body's been running on fumes. So if your petrol tank was filled up, say on Monday, and you're now driving around on Saturday and you're on the absolute dregs, again, that's what in turn will damage the engine. So, you know, when we do stuff like that as well, it stresses out the nervous system because the body doesn't know when it's gonna get fed or not. And there's a difference between things like intermittent fasting and just not eating properly. Because some of us are like, oh, I do intermittent fasting. No, actually, you're starving your body. So it's looking and recognising ways to sort of 
try things and not stress your nervous system out and if you're going to try things like intermittent fasting like do your research do your homework and do it in a way that's honorable to your body rather than punishing to your body or um just ignoring your needs uh, other things with burnout as well like just generally feeling unsafe unsafe in yourself unsafe in your day-to-day -day, unsafe maybe in the environment in and being unsafe means things like um for example like i said a lot of us are sort of going through the financial thing at the moment it's like oh i don't know what's going to happen there's a lot of unsafety around jobs and stuff like that so it's learning to navigate and feeling safe and secure and supported in yourself um, i've finished a book recently called feel the fear and do it anyway highly recommend um, it's really helped me make some decisions lately and take responsibility for, oh, I'm feeling unsafe, I'm feeling fearful, and actually going, hmm, well, whatever choice I make is always going to be the right one for me right now, and um, how can I trust myself more and make myself feel more safe? Well, make a decision, stick with it, and then trust that it's the right decision, and know that whatever happens, we're always secure in ourselves rather than needing this outside stimulus to keep us safe. Because push comes to shove, most of us, for instance, worrying about Christmas and finances, we could actually get real and go, things are a little bit tough at the moment, and I don't know, if you've got kids, do the kids really need this, this and this? What could they actually do with more? Maybe um, we could spend some more time with them, or, you know, and we could create something. Because everyone, I realise now, we're chasing stimulants to avoid maybe being with ourselves and feeling our feelings and actually what we really want is presence and true connection with with each other and feeling appreciated and feeling loved and feeling heard and feeling seen and that can go so much more than spending I don't know four or five hundred quid on a new I don't even know if they come out anymore playstations or something like that because actually like is that playstation going to really be a big game changer back in the day when you was a kid maybe it was like life altering because as we know back then like things were things were phenomenal we went from having no computer to i remember at school collecting you had to collect like a billion club card vouchers and we got our first pc and i was in year 6 like 1996 so i was what 10 years old and we would get slots on when going to the computer. So then when we got computers at home, again, you'd have the Amiga 600, you'd put the cassette in there, you'd wait for it to load, it would freeze, it would take an hour, and eventually, and then along came like the internet with the beep, beep, like connecting, ask Jeeves. Then obviously we had like the Segas and the Nintendos and then the upgrades, and then the PS came out and the Xbox and, you know these were big deals whereas now i'm sure they're big deals but like you can get an ipad in like what i can see like 400 different sizes like it blew my mind when an ipod came out and now there's all these screens and you, know, you can get a mini one a big one you get touch screen like it just wasn't they were big jumps whereas now like do we really need that or can we stop and actually really assess What's important to us right now? What do we want in our lives that's going to enrich it in a way that's going to feel more fulfilling and bring more love into our lives? Most of us, we're looking for a dopamine response because we've, we, we start, it's so familiar. But connection, 
like I stayed at my mum's uh, last weekend because I felt I realised I needed some connection and connection to me was we spent time together, we hung out, we spoke, um, I had a cry, she, she listened and she offered guidance and I just felt really heard and seen and loved and we cooked together and presence I wasn't a present person before lockdown I wouldn't give people my time my attention and my love I was very withholding and very restricting of it towards others um, and the person I was most restrictive towards it was myself I had I would give myself nothing I would just run on fumes and fit in as many hours as I could and also not want to let anyone down and everything else before me including relationships including family like everything and as I've learned to now realize how important it is to give ourselves space and time and attention and connect to ourselves it teaches us how to see ourselves hear ourselves get fucking real with ourselves see where we were behaving and also like own our shit So that for me, in a nutshell, is a bit about burnout. <laughs> so I wanted to give you like a rough idea of like just some physical things, some emotional things, some mental things and some, some spiritual things that can maybe be something to bring some red flags or yellow flags, let's say yellow flags to, or bring to your awareness to consider to sort of recognize if you are in a bit of burnout and what may be some baby steps you could be to start to navigate through this. Um, some physical signs that you will know maybe you're in burnout is, um, ladies, your cycles might be a little bit off or um, a bit erratic or always maybe been a bit different. Bleeds might have got heavier or lighter, longer, um, delayed, etc. Um, physically, like overtraining, pushing ourselves, in a punishing mindset, like I must lose this body fat, so I'm gonna train really, really hard and this is how I train. Um, physical symptoms like cold hands, cold feet, frequent peeing, peeing through the night, uh, UTIs, feeling drained, like I said, going to bed drained, waking up drained, headaches, migraines, ulcers, stomach acid, leaky gut syndrome, which a lot of, again, it isn't a, a medical term, but it is something to be aware of. So when we're stressed, the, the digestive system gets really affected. So the body will leave undigested food in the, in the gut and then in turn that will, because it thinks we're in fight, flight, freeze. So in turn, it will go, oh shit, we need to do something about this. So abandon the food in the tummy when you're eating when actually you're just eating fast with the telly on and you're not paying any attention and the, there's a big bang on the TV maybe and it's created a response in your body. You're just eating because you're so used to the stimulants around you that you've got desensitized to it, which is what happens with chemicals in our body as well and your nervous system gets disrupted and the digestion gets disrupted so eventually in turn that can cause leaky gut which could be like maybe you have really smelly farts after you've eaten or um you're burping a lot you're um got a dodgy tummy you're constipated like leaky gut causes all sorts of things but they'll tell you it's ibs which i'd look into leaky gut um if you're in, in wanting inform, more information about that as well, message me. Um, sleep's affected, low immune system, getting run down, 
teeth, like gums bleeding, hair, hair loss, dry, brittle, muscle pains and aches. Um, and that can go all, this can go all the way up to the other end of the spectrum. Emotional signs of burnout can include like just self-doubt, um, feeling depressed, feeling constantly anxious, feeling fearful, sense of failure about ourselves, numbing things, shutting them down, not even realizing we've got anything going on in the body, can go the other way and become hypersensitive, um, emotional neglect, low moods, feeling unstable, um, feeling everyone else's feelings and then feeling drained afterwards, like taking on everything, feeling panic, like we've run out of time, um, mental ways, mental things to look out for or things that might be going on like in our minds is like to, to stimulate burnout, like playing worst case scenarios over and over again, living in the past, putting high expectations on ourselves. I know for a lot of women I know at my age or around this sort of age, we're like nearing our forties and it's this, oh my goodness, we need to have a baby by this age. And if I don't, then um, I'm gonna miss my opportunity. So people are sort of seeking. And actually, if we get real with ourselves, if we're healthy and look after our bodies, like our bodies are absolute G's and temples. And I've trained women up to the mid to late forties in pregnancies. And even that, like back in the day, like I always quote this as well, my lot will laugh. But in the Bible, Sarah and Abraham had a baby and Abraham was 99 and Sarah was 65. So I was like, oh, as long as you look after your body and you don't take the piss and you look after your energy, like, this is this is the cycle of life and there's nothing to sort of worry about however societal things can put pressure on us so i can appreciate why certain things are feeling perhaps a certain way um that takes me into like yeah future worries what's going on with the economy what's going to happen with the i don't know the housing market like all these things as well like thoughts that can go round and round and what if we have another lockdown blah 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 because a lot of people went through a lot of stress in it um beating ourselves up maybe from the past we reflect and oh if i'd have done that i'd have been here by now and you just keep living in this when actually you're like actually that had to happen for this and blah 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 chasing the next thing so that was me like when i bought a house for example i was like right i'm gonna have a baby now i'm gonna do this do this and this and actually like when my marriage broke down nothing happened i was like gosh if i'd have gone through certain things now then I was rushing things with a person that we wasn't actually a right match for each other compatibility wise either. So again, like not taking time and space to sort of integrate things and jumping from one thing to the next and not celebrating also where you're at. It's very important to take a step back. Um, other things as well, like we can withdraw when we go into burnout, we can sort of start shutting down. We can feel very lonely um, procrastination. We can project out and inwards our feelings and emotions. We can feel like we want to give up. Um, we could go the other way where we become like hyper aware to everything that's going on. So we're over analyzing and that can really burn us out and drain our energy. Um, we can be really critical. We can get paranoid, like the overgiving, the people pleasing as well. We're basically yo-yoing between absolutely everything. And then you've got like the spiritual sort of burnout, which I was very um, unaware I was doing and doing. I'd gone from this crazy working reality to now working for myself and also doing this, um, what I saw as the healing journey and trying to rush through it and 
overload myself doing the work and not actually recognizing like how much I was actually absorbing and taking in. It was a lot. Um, so just overloading the system and not giving ourselves any space to integrate things. We can be chasing healing, pain and grief and we might want to rush things and complete them because we feel like time is running out. Spirituality made me have this whole freak out that time is running out for some reason. I'm not too sure why. So the reason as well when we're doing a lot of these things, things feel like it's it's all or nothing and it's familiar to us to chase that. A masculine approach as well is rewarded by society because if we do A plus B, we get C, so we get a result. So why would we not follow the masculine approach? Instead, we are looking at um, going more into the feminine, which is trusting the feeling and knowing that everything is for greater good that is happening to us and seeing things as an opportunity to grow or an opportunity to try something different rather than shitting ourselves about something changing like for example i am selling my home it's at a weird time with the, the the mortgage rates and everything and i'm like oh my goodness am i doing the right thing but i'm in a situation that's kind of leading me there and pushing me there at the same time so i'm choosing to see it as an opportunity to go do you know what i'm ready for a change and it's okay to feel fear and i'm ready to see what's coming next and i'm also excited however it's my body system is so used to wanting to be safe by having a home and my routine that it's feeling like my nervous system is trying to shut down on me and burn out so when i get these anxious thoughts that creep in in the mornings particularly i have tools now to ground myself to navigate through these changes because if I look at it with a different perspective, like it is exciting and it is a different opportunity. And yeah, it's a shame with what's going on at the moment. However, it's, it's, it's just maybe my time and I'm taking one day at a time rather than feeling into what's gonna happen and trusting decisions that I'm making now based on my gut feeling and my sacral chakra as opposed to living in fear and terror. Um, and that's just that, that feeling of, of slowing down and taking the space to do it and as well with burnout if like i said if we've lived a certain way and we think oh but i've gone on holiday for a week or i've took a couple of days off at the weekend i'm resetting now if we've spent years and years and years and years of doing and being a certain way like it's going to take a while to slow down and make changes it's going to possibly freak the nervous system out as well because if you're used to doing 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 when we stop and start going into stillness a little bit and slowing down we can feel bored and we can start seeking the highs again um i guess that's a lot of truths as well about burnout um that in order to move out of these things it is slowing down creating space to feel things accepting that we are not maybe liking when things feel uncomfortable um we've been sort of taught and rewarded by society to ignore our feelings to suppress them to reject them to feel ashamed of them we've been taught to have no boundaries we've been taught that we need to survive and we've been taught to fear so now on to the good stuff because i know this has been a lot been an awful lot so i this is it this is the good stuff 
burnout if any of this has resonated or sounded familiar or maybe you there's been times when you have lived like this but you're also now maybe dealing with some stuff that's going on um like for me when lockdown i think the end of the first lockdown like my gums were bleeding a lot and it was there was a big thing going on with my teeth so it, it led me down lots of rabbit holes to sort of really help get to where i'm at now so this is where we get to really stop and assess so if any of this has sort of resonated today and you're like okay what do i do about it amy i think i'm in a bit of burnout or i think i might be in a lot of burnout or um i don't want to experience burnout <laughs> so yeah we can prevent it Prevention's always better than cure. However, if we're sort of in that stage, then we can sort of do something about it, look after our immune system and really take care of ourselves. Um, tip number one, and what to feel into is, how do you sculpt your day? How do you sculpt how you start your day? Um, how do you... How do you begin because each day is a new day each day is a new opportunity same way as each breath is an opportunity for life and an exhale is an opportunity to release we can stop and assess we can get real with ourselves maybe we could write down some bits and pieces and go actually there's a there's some bits that i wouldn't mind shifting and i'm not going to overwhelm myself and i'm gonna because writing it down is like the first sort of step for me to sort of get a little bit real um, something I want to explore maybe so we can sort of do a bit of reflection we can have a self-compassion for ourselves and go okay well maybe I didn't know that or maybe I was kind of aware of it but I didn't really want to deal with it but actually now I'm ready to sort of maybe um, embrace this and have acceptance of where we're at and be kind to ourselves and also let ourselves know that if we have tried things in the past like there's different ways of doing things now as well so being kind to ourselves and <sighs> accepting as well like something that come up for me is i didn't like a lot of things about myself i didn't like myself and i didn't um want to deal with things it was easy to avoid them and push them down and ignore them it's an opportunity for us like i said to assess you know what are we consuming and that can be physically as well as like mentally emotionally spiritually like what are we taking in whether it's alcohol drugs social media tv medication and um, the people that we're around what we're what we're watching what we're listening to um it's an opportunity for us to get real and to know that these sort of things take work and takes patience so for example like it can feel overwhelming because we have no idea where to even bloody start on this and you're like geez there's a lot um so it's an opportunity to get real with you and really sit down with maybe what are your actual needs versus what are you maybe addicted to or chasing or being to sort of go okay i can get you know an opportunity to sort of have a look so actual needs like what do we actually need as humans food water sunlight that's another thing are we getting another topic um sleep like rest um companionship um love touch all these things that like, are we actually getting our, our what is a basic need to you might be totally different to me for example and how are we meeting these needs so for instance if you are someone that needs um love for example, and we're coming from that place where we feel alone and we feel vulnerable, 
we might be doing things or behaving certain ways to suppress a need and you know we might i i would comfort eat um i might smoke like smoke some weed um, I would do ways to sort of get that response if I wasn't able to get actual love. And love means so many things to different people. Whereas love might be like something now that I've realized love is when I go to someone's house and they cook for me. That is love and I'm receiving that love. So it's being open to receiving and allowing yourself to receive and recognize what you're receiving as well and where are you getting it from. Because if you're looking for something and you're getting a dopamine response from social media or from eating food, um, that's not actually gonna give you what you're truly desiring. And for me, when I get to things like, when I comfort eat, it might be because actually, um, I do need connection or I am tired and run down and my body's actually hung, is wanting sugar just to stay awake. We might be using things like coffee to sort of navigate through how tired we are but actually we're so tired and drained because maybe we're in a job that's really pushing our boundaries and we're not, you know, we're not standing up for ourselves or... No, there's a lot of this going on at the moment and I'm not going to mention some situations that I'm aware of with friends and family but it's it's tough to listen to it when you hear it and how sometimes people are being treated is is really unfair however you can be that support and that guidance for them as long as your cup is also full and if you are giving advice but also not walking the path then people also aren't going to necessarily listen or value or respect certain things. So I guess it's being the change, that famous, um, it's on my fridge, be the change you want the world, you want to see in the world. So if we are saying to do these things and they're not living by them, then again, like people may not trust in us and, um, you know, it's like when a parent tells you something to do and even though they can see what's in your best interest, we take it as you're trying to tell me what to do and we can be offended or we can see it from a point of view where I see it now with my mum and my dad is they'll say something and I'm like, it's actually really good advice. Rather than me triggering or projecting. So it's, it's being able to humble to certain bits of advice as well and that's been a big part of me connecting to burnout as well because I would go and stew over things like for a long time and instead having um, space and time to slow down has allowed me to have a different perspective on things and also that in turn has allowed me to learn to respond differently to things to really hear things rather than hear something that's been altered in my mind by an old memory playing out um, actual needs as well like what do we need that a lot of us do could do with slowing down and having stillness and taking time to reflect rather than avoiding and again avoiding can come in the forms of staying really busy um overdoing overgiving um watching tv uh, doing things to take away things so we don't have to think about things or feel things and not looking after ourselves wanting to stay in the same position that we're in because it's comfortable, it's familiar, 
versus wanting to actually grow. So growing can feel uncomfortable and painful as well. Why would we want to change these things? Because maybe in the past they've hurt us. Gosh, there is a lot, isn't there? This is why I wrote things down today. So tips to sort of begin. Top tip number one, regulate your nervous system. If you recognize any symptoms or expressions of burnout, regulate your nervous system because chances are you're in fight, flight, freeze, fall mode. How do I regulate my nervous system, Amy? That sounds, well, old Amy would take up to eight propanolols a day, which basically would suppress my anxiety because that's what I was prescribed by the doctors. This Amy has learned over these last couple of years different ways to navigate, regulate your nervous system and how important it is. So when we regulate the nervous system, we can change our body from fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode into rest and digest mode, which is also known as the parasympathetic nervous system. When we go into that, the whole body calms down, the organs function properly, we send breath all around the body, it doesn't just get stuck in the chest and aggravate the heart, it literally nourishes all the body. You know, if you saw a animal or a baby breathe, you'll see their belly really expand. Yawning is one of the best ways to regulate your nervous system. It is not rude, it's just been something we've been conditioned to believe. So I'm gonna yawn right now. I'm gonna try and bring myself into a yawn. <sighs> and hopefully, as my friend says, may my yawn activate your yawn. And if you haven't heard our podcast um, with Joby, um, Breathe to Heal, fantastic podcast. He is a gentleman that is amazing and was in, um, an accident, a near-death experience, one of seven, believe it or not, and he basically breathed himself better. It's a great podcast. I, I will pop it down in the link below as well if you're interested in learning some more. And the fastest and easiest way for you to regulate your nervous system, because the nervous system is autonomic, which is automatic. However, we have a tool to access our nervous system, which is the breath. You can take a breath, a conscious breath, breathe out. When we start consciously breathing, we can literally learn to switch our nervous system out of fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode into um, rest, digest. It's a game changer. It really is a game changer. So first tip number one to recognize burnout and things like adrenal fatigue is to learn to regulate your nervous system. Regulating your nervous system, get familiar with certain breathing techniques. There's box breathing, there's um, inhale for sixes and out, exhale for sixes. I'll put a link below to one of my um, breath works that I've, I've created. It's one for like calming ourselves and it's with little breath holds as well. So with breathing, we learn when we hold our breath consciously because we're choosing to and um, because we're aware that we're doing it that we can let our nervous system feel a bit stressed and uncomfortable so like, oh when they're going to take a breath again and then we're like i can choose so we can basically teach our nervous system that also having a little bit of stress is now safe because at the moment we're all possibly activating to all these different things and we can then teach the body to navigate the nervous system. So that's tip number one, is learning about your nervous system, really learning to be curious about ways to regulate it. The vagus nerve runs, uh, it's the biggest nerve in the body and it's the 
again, how we flick out of fight, flight, freeze mode into rest, digest mode. And we can do that by things like breath work, yin yoga, meditation. However, if you're in burnout mode and your mind's really overwhelmed, I'd say start with breathwork exercises because it teaches us to come out of the monkey mind. Because meditation's like, oh no, I can't sit still and listen. Like my brain goes la la la. Breathwork, and I'll again put some of my breathworks below, teaches us to press pause on the brain thoughts and in turn gives us space. And when we have space, we can have clarity and that's when we can have these aha moments. That's when it gives us maybe space to make a decision. That's where um, it creates different sensations in our bodies. So breathwork's amazing. It's like alchemy. It's pure alchemy. And it's been the gateway to give me the confidence to quit my job, run an entrepreneurial business, take a chance on myself, um, start listening to my body, eating a different way, just... Yeah, breath work for me is uh, navigate through grief. I spoke a lot about it in my podcast episode number 50. Um, my anxiety, like it's, it's changed my life. Breath work changed my life. So again, um, when you're ready to explore it, like it's, it's a great tool, it's a great asset and it's free and you can do it whenever you want. It's amazing. Um, tips to, yeah, with burnout, listen to your needs. Like, Get true to your true primary, primal animal needs. Learn to know when you are hungry rather than you know, starving yourself all day because you feel like you have to intermittent fast or perhaps you haven't got time to eat and your body's like, I'm really hungry, you're neglecting me. Um, feeling cold, for example, go in and put a jumper on or put, you know, rather than maybe sweating out with the heating on, maybe like layer up a little bit and actually let your body regulate itself rather than us pumping the outside environment with loads of heat and the body then like it's 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 not it's not it's too extreme sometimes it's cold outside but it's hot inside whereas if you're in a hot country like we move from one to the other as long as we're not blasted with loads of aircon for example but you know the body can then adapt um gently rather than this extreme stuff that goes on so again that comes back to extreme ways of eating See if you can be a bit more consistent with it so you keep your blood sugar stable. Um, put in nutrition in your body and like nutrition that looks after us. Something simple as well, um, like listening to when you need a wee because sometimes we hold it, hold it, hold it and that causes things like incontinence and, and things that can be issues. So learning to go, oh, I actually do need a wee and I'm gonna make that a priority rather than holding it in. And again, that can cause havoc in the body. Um, tips again to work with things are um the environment that we're in like is your environment stressful like is it messy is it like is it just like is there a lot going on with your eyes could you make it more um just so it just is more soothing on you i brought a lot of color into my home and paintings and just surrounding myself with with things that inspire me and quotes and motivation and yeah, like I'm working from home a lot and again there were times when I could get a little bit low so I want colour in my world and I want things that lift me up and make me chuckle throughout the day rather than sometimes being like what am I doing and you know am I in the right space so I look after my environment and 
Also, decluttering has been massively amazing. Even if you change your bed sheets as well, like like once a week, getting into fresh bed sheets, like you can have a better night's sleep. You'll just generally feel better, and you'll be excited about going to bed. Um, if your cupboards and everything are tidy and a bit organised, like that can be really like satisfying. Like it's stuff that I'm learning now is really, really important to me, and it was something that I didn't invest my time or my energy in. And I realised that keeping your space externally a way that stimulates you in a way that lifts you and helps look after your energy and maybe helps you sleep better and is healthier for you in turn keeps your internal world healthy and happy as well it all it's all just like a mirror it's amazing um another thing as well like fresh air coming in fresh air coming out ventilation rather than keeping the heating on all the time and causing like condensation and things like you know mold and stuff like that in the home so looking after that learning to i did the cold showers so that my body gets also comfortable being cold so i'm not so conditioned to needing the heating on and having to like maybe like have my body a certain way um but doing cold showers with um like gentleness so if you're going to start looking into maybe doing the cold shower therapy it's amazing however if you're going to stress yourself out doing it it's not going to be enjoyable and you're going to punish yourself so you might have a hot shower and then at the end turn it to cold at the end or you might learn to do the cold showers more in the summer so it's you know as you get to winter you've built resilience burnout is looking at ways to hack the system i find as well so you don't get so overwhelmed you learn to go past your comfort zone without freaking yourself out it doesn't have to be this all or nothing like some people chase the adrenaline for me i'm much better suited based on my personality type and, and who i am i like to do things like a little bit slower and a little bit more like i want to investigate that now so it's not so <gasps> all or nothing sometimes it's nice to do the all or nothing with some things um, but some things, it's just like, no, nah, actually, I'm going to do this slowly. Like titration, do it so it doesn't stress your nervous system out. So you grow gently. Ways that I've learned to grow gently are doing things like um, yin yoga. It pushes you outside your comfort zone. It teaches you to be in stillness and teaches you to surrender. And it teaches you to surf the edge of resistance with your body. So you just stress it a little bit and then you recognize it and then you sit with it. And you're like, is, is this a bit much? It's okay. I'm okay here. I'm okay. And then that might fade away and you're like, oh, I can maybe do a little bit more. Yin yoga, breath work's the same. You might be holding your breath for a little bit and then you're like, oh no, I can't, I need to, I need to take air in. You're like, can I just hold for two more seconds? Oh, I could actually. Before you knew it, like when I first started breath work, I used to hold my breath for like 10 seconds. I got up to four minutes after three months of consistent breath holding on the inhale. Like it began to make me realize like the human body is amazing. Like we have no idea what we're actually capable of. And again, I've gone down lots of different... Um, roots to start to explore this um when we are connecting to ways to help with things we look at movement like i said you get out of bed you jump out of bed you springing out you run around you like oh, i need coffee i need to get i know the kids ready or i need to get myself i'm running late for work like, how are you starting your day that's movement could you maybe wake up and maybe do like a minute of just inhaling and exhaling and being like oh how was my sleep well, i didn't sleep maybe too great or i did and what am i grateful for this morning i'm grateful for um having a warm bed and a roof over my head and 
um, what kind of energy do I want to bring in today? Do you know what? I, I'm really feeling like I need some, some confidence today. I'm going to call that energy. You can start your day however you choose. You know, my way to start my day currently is a form of guided meditation. Then I normally do a form of a breath work. I do yin yoga to start my day. Um, and then I will maybe teach a couple of classes or I will get on with get on with or I will choose and listen to what I need or what I'm doing based on what's sort of going on in my world that can sound like a lot so don't get overwhelmed here's a hack you could do a five minute meditation do a five minute breath work and you could do a 10 minute yin for example or a 10 minute power yoga um, again I'll pop some links below so you can try some of these little short ones um, you might just choose to do a breath work in the morning or a meditation just to start your day on that note so you're like so when you do catch yourself getting caught in the traffic and getting angry or you're at work and something stressed you out or the kids have maybe said something or you're juggling a lot you're like oh my god I feel really stressed I might quickly just take five minutes and go and take some fresh air or I might just go and put the headphones on and do a five minute meditation I just need to come back into my body because actually I'm like <laughs> I'm somewhere else and that's what I mean when I say to people I'm back in my body like <laughs> I've gone in my head I'm like hello come back down here um looking at how we move as well so if you're someone that is um already 100 miles an hour and you're already doing a lot and you're also training a certain way maybe it's a case of oh maybe I could try something a bit different oh yoga's really boring okay what could I do um maybe this week I might change my weight routine um, and look at doing a bit of mobility training that's a bit out of my comfort zone. I'm still going to do my normal routine but I'm going to maybe try adding something a little bit different on. Um, also being mindful with the movement thing or in general if you're trying different things as different approaches and you're, already, and you're continuing to do the million of other things and you're going to possibly have a break uh, apart as well because you're, you're like something will give you have to make space to allow something else it's very important um so you might need to release the need to do i don't know an hour on the treadmill for example and you might say i'm just going to do 15 minutes on the treadmill and i'm going to try doing a 15 minute yoga or i might do 45 minutes on the treadmill and then do a 15 minute yoga or 10 minutes on the treadmill and some weights instead so you you know you can mix things up maybe you try some tai chi some qigong some kickbox you try something different a different approach because if we're doing the same things and certain things are going on we're like actually yeah i guess i could try something a little bit different um and finding ways to enjoy doing them as well so you kind of want to do them more something i struggle with is going out for walks in nature but i also know it really really helps me it's really calming for the nervous system However, when it's cold, I don't necessarily want to walk outside that much. But now I've got obsessed with like posture and things like that. I bought some of those barefoot shoes. I love going walking for them now. I can feel all my toes in my shoes and I can feel the floor. And I generally get excited, even though it's peeing down my brain sometimes. I'm like, going outside to walk in my shoes. So find ways to enjoy doing things as well, because you know those things might make you feel good. Like maybe you're not loving your yoga, but you, or you know you like it and you love it, but you've fallen off the wagon with it. So you treat yourself maybe to a new yoga mat. So you get excited about it again, or you find a buddy to do it with you, or you find someone to do this with you. A great tip with things like this as well is like maybe get a bit real with yourself and see how long you've sort of been doing certain things. Like, I don't know, maybe you've 
when I was at the company, for instance, one of them, I was there for 10 years and I worked a certain way, like consistently for more than 10 years in other companies as well. And I was like, oh, this is going to take a bit longer than maybe I'd have hoped. Um, but also then going, actually, this is about the journey, not the destination and being excited about it. So you sort of put a flip on it and start to get excited maybe about changing certain behaviours or if you're someone that is working um, a nine to five job and it's something that you're actually like, actually, I do want to maybe create something or maybe you're in the process and you're creating something, but you're still working the nine to five and juggling a lot. Um, that there are There is another way of doing things. So you can sort of get a bit real with certain things and look at what action you might be able to take um, versus just worrying about it. And also recognizing where you need to rest a bit more and like take maybe a couple of regular breaks throughout the day rather than getting to the point where you're so exhausted in the evening because you haven't stopped all day, you haven't eaten and you didn't take any breaks and maybe you haven't left the desk and you're wondering why your body's feeling tired and stiff and achy when actually if you'd have took those little breaks in the day and maybe done a five minute stretch and maybe later on done a five minute breath work, you might have that little bit more energy in the evening that you've created a beautiful kind of energy because then you start becoming more abundant in energy um, and you start creating your own life force energy to have a bit more energy to go, I'm gonna cook a really nice meal tonight for myself um, because I, I want to and I want to cook something that's going to really nourish me so you start to have that energy to be able to give yourself more energy so it becomes like this beautiful um, dance of energy as well whereas if you're trying to do all this stuff and you've got no energy because you're also not taking time to create energy that's sustainable energy that's loving energy you can create fake energy like have an energy drink and eat some fast food and eat some sugar and that's going to come up and come down really quickly if you create sustainable energy over time it's going to it's going to create more abundancy for you so you're just going to have you're just going to be abundant you're going to be abundant and you're going to recognize when something is adrenal fatigue where you're in that wired can't sleep mode as opposed to excited mode like i'm just excited like i'm 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 creating this you just generally know the difference so you can tell the difference between the buzz and the the wipeout. It becomes a really powerful place to be at. Um, we can change the ways of doing things. So with things like spirituality, and when I was going down a lot of stuff, I wanted, there's so much to learn. Like, oh my goodness, one minute I'm jumping from human design to chakras to... Um, numerology to etymology to like all of a sudden I want to know all about philosophy I'm like oh my god this is a lot so we can change how we choose to take in information as well so if you are going through this 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 jump and you're trying to take loads of information in as well I really can appreciate how that feels like I stopped watching telly and then I just started watching loads of documentaries and stuff like that so now I'm like right I need balance because I need a Disney movie every now and again and my brain just needs to rest and I want to have a good cry at Moana. I don't want to watch a documentary on like that. So I, I, I will start to allow myself to find the balance. And that is it. This is this is it. This is learning the balance with, with things as well because we can come into 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 finding that that ease, that dance with it, that neutrality, that dancing with the duality and recognising when to slow down, when to speed up, um, how we're actually feeling. And we change ways of doing things. For instance, 
I feel really guilty if I take a nap in the day, for example, but actually at the moment it is winter and I do get up at five in the morning and it is dark and I am going against the Caucasian rhythm. However, for me, I'm very productive in the mornings and it was something I had to surrender to that I might need a nap in the afternoon and actually know that, that that's normal. Like we're one of the only few countries that don't take naps in the daytime anyway. Like in certain countries, it's illegal to mow your lawn at a certain time of the day so that people can have a siesta or a nap. It's just the Western world. We're like, just keep pushing, get into burnout. <laughs> it's just like, no, <laughs> enough of this now. I'm going to change it. And I'm possibly going to feel guilty about it because I feel bad if I'm not doing. It's again, we've been rewarded by society to keep going and keep pushing. So it can be a lot. Um, if you've got like, I've got 20 million things to do today, that's cool. Maybe list three things that you really actually need to get done as a priority and that's maybe on your mind a lot. Like I had some stuff and I needed to write some bits down, some letters. And once I'd actually done that, I was like, oh, I felt like the load has got lightened. And I thought, even if that's the one thing I do today, really helped me. Um, so you can prioritize and then you can also change your plans like you're fully entitled to change your plans if you're saying yes to things and then you realize actually you haven't got the energy for it or the space or you just don't want to do it you don't even need to give a reason why you can just you can change your mind you can say no practice in the mirror and for instance a friend of mine was going through some stuff at work and her boss expected her to be there on a Saturday even though she works Monday to Fridays and Saturday they're not getting paid to be there but it's an expectation and she was like do you know what I'm going to tell him that if uh, when he comes up to me and he, he'll probably say that he's disappointed I'm going to tell him actually I spent the day with my friend and we was doing this and we had a step and I said to her, I said, don't even need to say that if that person turns around to you and and says to you that they're disappointed that you didn't come in on a Saturday despite the fact your contracted hours are Monday to Friday and you already go above and beyond as it is and you're already exhausted and you're not particularly well, you just turn around to them if you absolutely feel like you need to go back into that job and you say, thank you for that feedback. I appreciate that. And you just walk off because they're going to feel like an arsehole and you're also going to do it in a way that makes them realise that you don't appreciate being spoken to like that. And that's how we can start to stand up for ourselves in a way that doesn't necessarily need to be particularly aggressive, but also show people it's not the right way to, to treat us. And it may even get to the point where we go, do you know what, I'm actually sick of this shit and I'm either gonna possibly put in a grievance or I'm going to look to actively change job or do something about the situation because this isn't right and I'm starting to learn my values. So again, it can be quite a powerful place to be at and learning how to embody that power rather than um, sometimes when we get in burnout, we can go into overwhelm and we can literally just have a total meltdown at work, for example. That's happened to me before, like totally couldn't handle the workload and what was happening and full on panic attacks at work and in situations where I didn't have the confidence to walk away from it because I felt so guilty leaving the job. But instead, I would let it get to the point where I was having full on meltdowns at work. And again, that is stressing my nervous system out back on medication and the medication isn't doing anything for my body and there's lots of shit in certain medications that is also causing carnage on our digestive systems and, you know, going on. So saying that we could do things like breathing 
and meditation and stretching which are free and there's so much guidance on youtube for free as well like you could literally change your life if you wanted to that there's so many resources available as well so it's just being open to it um the fuel we put in so how consistent we are like looking after ourselves like being consistent with how we are not eating the same things over and over again like mixing things up so it's not if we're putting the same fuel in our bodies like if we're not we are not cars like we the body also needs a bit of a challenge so we need fiber in it to help with digestion and we need certain foods to help create certain hormones in our bodies and you know we need a mixture and a variety and if we're eating the same things as well you know when I used to meal prep because I was too busy and I, I was always eating the same meals like every day my hair was falling out chronically because I, I was malnourished I was eating the same things all the time four to six times a day it, it, it just it couldn't give my body what it needed and eventually my body I'm actually really blessed because my body lets me know pretty goddamn quick that something's not right and I respond to it so you have a choice. You can hide from it and run away. You can react to it and freak out and then not do anything about it. Or you can choose to go, hmm, this isn't right. And even though I continue to work a certain way, I knew something wasn't right. So I'd be looking into adaptogens and what vitamins could I support myself because I also felt like I couldn't do anything about it because I didn't know there was another way. So if you are feeling like you're trapped and you're like, I have to be able to survive like this as well. Okay, cool. What are ways that you can do to start to navigate around this? Well, what vitamins maybe could I take to support myself? Or what adaptogens could I take to help me maybe get a better night's sleep so that I'm not waking up through the night and I've got more energy in the morning so when I do go to work or I am running around, I've got more energy to keep me going. So you look at ways to find to support yourself, to support your nervous system, to support your body, to take that responsibility rather than going, oh, I haven't got time for this. Even stopping to drink water, the quality of water that we're consuming. We are beings that are made up supposedly of, they used to say 60 to 70% water, like hydration, but dehydration is a massive cause of anxiety. When my bodies are dehydrated, it stimulates anxiety. Anxiety releases adrenaline. We can go into adrenal fatigue just by not being hydrated enough. A minimum of a couple of litres of water a day. The quality of the water, the better the quality, the better. So sourcing your water is so important as well. And it will allow everything to run optimally and the body will be in homeostasis and our hormones will be happy. And yeah, it all goes hand in hand. Treat yourself like a human plant. Do not dump a litre of water over your head and you're just going to be peeing out everywhere water yourself frequently throughout the day and enjoy it maybe you have herbal teas maybe you put um like fresh lime in it maybe you add different things to taste it maybe you have hot waters i'd recommend putting himalayan salt in your water as well when we're stressed the body utilizes lots of iron so if we can hydrate ourselves um being kind to ourselves. A lot of us go into this freak out detox mode as well when we're on this journey and we might start having a shitload of salt baths and cleansing the liver and fasting and like, I need to detox and take probiotics and 
go like totally at the end of the spectrum the body's not used to running like that so if you jump from being a certain way to another like you're gonna freak your body out as well gently ease yourself in um if you're gonna have a salt bath don't put too much salt in it i've been there like i remember once i put two handfuls of salt in because i really wanted to detox i nearly passed out like my blood pressure got so low in the bath and i thought it was smart to smoke a joint so the weed kicked in double hard and the um the two handfuls of salt for my body I couldn't even get out of the bath, I thought I was going to be sick and pass out. Like It was a process and a half and it was a learning curve. And actually it was quite funny at the time now I look back on it, but wouldn't recommend that. I'd recommend starting with less salt and not smoking a joint before. And also having a glass of water by your side with some salt in it, Himalayan salt in it, because it will be an exchange. So if you're going to do a liver cleanse, a liver cleanse, a gentle way to liver cleanse could actually be rather than doing the liver detox and stripping all this stuff out, Take a few bits out and do some yin yoga, for example, because certain poses help to detox the liver. There's a whole coding in yin that really helps to open the body. It's, it's amazing and it's a way that we can detox without also, so we can balance. We can do a little bit of a salt bath. We might put some lemon in our water. Might do a bit of yin yoga. Might do a meditation because the meditation is going to detox the mind. The salt bath is going to help detox energy as well as physical. And then the yin is going to detox helps detox emotions if you are detoxifying your emotions by doing practices like yin be mindful to not go maybe too deep so you go into overwhelm and just a crying every day like overload i do generally cry every day but now i do like a little bit of crying and then i laugh and i do something to reset my energy when we do these practices and especially with spirituality we can go into these really deep healing and wanting to poke all these wounds and actually get really serious and that can drain us and that can cause burnout as well so if you're going to do some like inner work make sure maybe you've got something a bit fun to do afterwards or call someone to regulate or have something nurturing to do um yeah if you're going to do a bit of work whether it's mental emotional physical spiritual have something kind to do afterwards learn the balance between rest and play and relax and doing that will be a game changer and it takes time put your boundaries in this will help with burnout as well looking at um where you say yes where you say no um boundaries can be as well like with your own self so one of my boundaries is to you know be in bed at a reasonable time especially if i'm up early and then owning my shit when i breach a boundary and go okay oh i did rather than beating myself up and go why did you do that um a boundary could be if someone tries to phone you late and just be like, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually going to bed early. Or they might do it once and just say to them, like, I actually, or just put your phone on airplane mode. You don't even maybe need to explain it to them. If it is a partner, for example, then maybe just say to them, this is a bit too much for me at this time of night. Can we, can we catch up tomorrow when we've both got more space? Um, also recognizing maybe you had a shit night's sleep and your partner wants to catch up with you and saying to them, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a great night's sleep. Could we maybe catch up a bit later? And just communicating will help with your boundaries as well. Same with work. Um, maybe you've realized that you going back into an office has been a bit much for you and putting a boundary in with someone and saying, look, I, I want to maybe work from home once a week. I was happier doing a bit of balance. So you learn to put your boundaries in, in that essence as well. And you start to use your voice, which can feel really uncomfortable with boundaries. And, but that will really help with um, burnout because you'll start speaking your truth and it will feel better. 
and support yourself as you learn to open your voice though so maybe write things down and journal to help you know maybe assess how you want to express it's very powerful writing things down beforehand you might realize that you don't want to say it like that or it might be a totally unnecessary conversation that you're worrying about having and you put it down on paper and you've been burning yourself out about something and you don't actually it's actually not that big a deal you've had a different insight to it um, boundaries will allow you to create that space to have those aha moments boundaries might be um, you factor in rest or knowing that you will take a water break at a certain time or um, a boundary could be you listen to when you're hungry and you stop and you reflect and like am I in a situation where I need to eat right now and I can grab something quick or could we wait 20 minutes and actually cook something and go and have a proper meal um, like put that boundary with yourself because your old response might be like no I just want it now it's like well actually do we really want it now or are you used to just wanting a quick uh, response and it's easier to do, eat something that maybe isn't nourishing because it doesn't require much work. So again, like looking at your boundaries with yourself, getting a bit real, like reparenting yourself is really fun when you start doing it. Supporting yourself as you go through putting the boundaries in and supporting yourself as you start to maybe take on different practices and different disciplines. I support myself with um, self-massage, I support myself with um, maybe different tinctures and like certain, and my friend Juliet's Kitchen, we did a podcast, she's got a protein blend called the All You Need blend and it's got like every nutrient in it, every plant, um, everything that your body could require and it's a fantastic way to get these in because actually in this country as well it's quite hard to get hold of certain things at certain times of year. And she's created a product that has this in and has been, I guess, maybe freeze-dried in a way so that I can have that in a shake in the morning at certain times of the year. And I know in winter, I'm not getting as much vitamin D. I'm going to require that. So those plants that have been grown a certain way and nourished a certain way with vitamin D, I'm going to get that in that way. And I know her products are phenomenal and I trust. So that's a way that I can support myself. She's got a tincture called... Um, adrenal fatigue support as well so there'll be different herbs in there to support you as you navigate through this um, I'll pop my code below as well um, I am an ambassador and I'm really proud to say that I support her nutrition because her products have been amazing for me there's one called hormone mix as well really supportive helped get my periods back into cycles because it did go a bit weird when I got a bit stressed and I had really cracked heels and that really helped with that um, and I've ordered my shilajit as well which is a mineral that is so profound and can help with thyroid adrenal fatigue I haven't really touched this and burnout really affects our thyroid our hypothalamus gets overstimulated the thyroid governs our endocrine system all of our um, hormones so when this gets burned out it could, that's when the hormones start just doing their own shizzle and either too much or too little or shut down switch off and things like hormone mix and the shilajit helps to give the support to the thyroid to start to reactivate and fire in a way that's going to start to go hormones can start to go through things so if, if you're looking at maybe menstrual or fertility shilajit is amazing for stuff like this as well do your research do your homework as well um things like um looking at our melatonin production which is our sleep hormone 
So taking that responsibility and saying, oh, I need to be off my phone at least an hour before I go to bed because that helps my body start winding down and in turn that will promote a sleep hormone and then I can have a better night's sleep. And if I sleep better, I'm gonna have more energy in the day. And if I have more energy in the day, I can do like look after myself in a way that, that is um, nourishing for me um, based on my current world. So like I said, if you're juggling a lot at the moment, having more energy might be actually something for you and having quality energy is gonna be amazing. You know, there's nothing better than having a great night's sleep. So support that. I will do a whole podcast on sleep as well because that's been something for me to really set, sit with. Um, support yourself as well. Journal. Do your gratitude. Gratitude really helps to shift our vibrational frequency. So if you are struggling, burnout symptoms are things like depression as well. So if you've got low mood, doing things like gratitude, journaling can be one of the fastest ways to shift your energetic frequency. Um, a minimum of three things a day that you're thankful for. If you don't have time to write them down, say them in the shower, um, speak them out loud. Like I always, like now I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm so thankful for a really great night's sleep and being cozy because like I said, I didn't use to sleep properly. So having a good night's sleep now is just a game changer and I'm so grateful. So it generally makes me feel super good that I've achieved that. Um, even if I don't have a great night's sleep, I still celebrate the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of it rather than going, oh, you haven't slept well and then beat myself up about it. Support yourself with how you talk to yourself. Nurture yourself. Talk to yourself like you are your best friend. Um, if you struggle with that, talk to yourself like you are a little child, but a loving little child that you actually love. Um, rather than criticising yourself and sabotaging yourself and pulling yourself down, again, that can create more hormones and stress in your body. Support yourself if you are deciding to do healing stuff, like inner child healing, shadow work, whatever you're doing, like support yourself. If you're gonna do a course on it, um, you know, factor in that you might feel more drained because you're taking in more information and it might be an energetic release, so you might need a nap or you might need something tasty to eat or have a treat. Treat yourself, like for me, Rather than, when I used to get excited, I wanted chocolate and stuff. Now instead, I'm like, oh, I feel like I want to reward myself. A reward might be going for a nice walk. A reward might be doing a yoga. And sometimes I'm like, actually, I want to reward myself with some peanut butter and a bit of chocolate. So I go and have some Reese's Pieces because they are fucking epic. And I'm choosing to consciously go and reward myself rather than it being a default pattern of me like having chocolate and then feeling guilty about it. Like, no. I am choosing, it's my choice. If I want to go and buy, like when I bought those shoes, I was like, I'm choosing to, rather than it being a dopamine hit and I'm chasing something. I'm like, no, I want something that's going to make me excited about walking and help me and also help my posture and just be excited about treating myself to something I'm really interested in. That will in turn create a dopamine response and a self-worth response. There's a huge difference. Um, yeah, that's where compromise comes in. And learning to appreciate what we have really helps with things like burnout as well, appreciating where we're at, appreciating how resilient we are, rather than going, oh my God, I've got all these things to deal with and sort out, appreciating the fact that you're even listening to something like this and making awareness to it, or maybe you've actually done loads of stuff and you're not celebrating that and you've forgotten how much you've been through or achieved. Like you are a freaking awesome human being with your own experiences and your own wisdom and your own stories to tell. Like you're fucking amazing. 
And when you actually stop to realize that, what you might be craving from someone else or in a situation or an example, like people will be looking at you going, wow, I wish you know, I could be more like that or da 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 da. Like, you know, we don't realize you know, what magic we hold inside of us as well, or we don't even realize what magic might even come out of us as we start to use our voice and make ourselves a priority or go, actually, I want to start expressing my creations or my creativity. A good friend of mine was in a nine to five job and in IT and really unhappy and just on this treadmill. And he decided one day that he wasn't happy and life just felt just repetitive and mundane. And he was like, I said, what happened? He went, I decided, you know, I've always wanted to kind of do a bit of acting. So I signed up for this little course and he's now going around the world, like doing acting jobs. And he was like, I'm like, I, I, um, was able to clear a debt that I would have thought would have took me years because of something that um, I was in this job living and being a certain way to now going and realizing that I can live and earn in a way that is abundant and earn in a way that I doing something I love doing I found that I love doing and is exciting me and allowing me to see the world in a different way he's you know he's able to up sticks and go wherever he wants at the moment because he's also in a situation to do that so I appreciate that it's not always that easy um it might be a case of oh I'm gonna actually sign up to when I interviewed Sky actually on the podcast last you know she was a hair salon owner and a beautician and she'd done it for 18 years and she decided that something was missing and when I did a three-day course in London I think she said it was free as well on life coaching and she is now doing she's like I feel like I'm doing what I was meant to do and she decided to let go of her business and something really that would be really scary if you've built it up for so long and she took a risk on herself so if you haven't listened to that podcast as well I highly recommend that um yeah compromise if you are going to do these things and want to take a risk on yourself and try something different compromise and go actually well maybe I will need to surrender and sacrifice this in order to make space for this um maybe i will need to um, get my head down and work a little bit more to earn a little bit more to do this or that's that's an extreme way and actually it's not something i really resonate with that wasn't an example i wanted to give it might be a case of i don't know say you really really enjoy one of your hobbies and you do it a lot however you also are unhappy in your job for example and it's going to take a bit of work to learn something new but you're also really interested in that as well or trying something new so you might be like oh i can't stop working because that's kind of what brings my bread and butter in at the minute and i'm sort of maybe stuck doing that for a little while I really like doing this other thing or I really like going out with my friends and socialising and drinking on Saturdays and Fridays well maybe I could um, go out on Friday rather than Saturday and on Saturday spend my time doing a course that I've signed up for in my own time or it might even be a case of I might need to not go out Friday or Saturday because if I go out Friday night I've got a hangover on Saturday and then I can't actually do anything that I want to do you know, there's a compromise for you that you could make a shift um perspective as well if we're in burnout we might be overthinking things and doing things a certain way so when we have a different perspective or we um maybe choose to listen to something or read something that can give us a different uh angle um we could flip a worry into an action for example 
or we could flip a worry into um, an opportunity. So for me, um, when I was having problems with my teeth, I flipped it into an opportunity to actually investigate why I was grinding my teeth and why they were bleeding a lot and why um, why did I have anxiety at night, which was causing me to do that. And that in turn led me to um, looking at things in a different way and starting to behave in a different way. Um, another thing as well, like I was stressing about my hair again recently and the old me would have stressed about it and then brought more stress about it and then that would have consumed me. So instead I was like, how about you actually look after what you've got right now and do some more treatments and maybe do, um, I reached out to Juliet and I said, oh, I need a bit of support again with the hormone mix and sort of looking into what's going on and appreciating the fact that I'm navigating for a bit of a scary time for me and like maybe selling my house and not knowing where I'm going and just sort of being in this void and sort of accepting that even though I might be really soothing myself these days and doing all my practices, my body's still reacting to like, what are we going to do? Because I'm still in that old paradigm as well. So I'm being kind to myself and I'm, I'm, I'm recognising that, oh, I do actually need a bit of support and um, what can I do about it? And how can I then also say to myself, well, actually, I'm going to look after what I've got and um, really appreciate this time. For instance, with my home, I'm like, I'm just going to really appreciate living in my home until I sell her because I love her, but I'm also making the most of our, our time together. Um... Another thing as well with burnout, expectations. So a lot of times if we are putting pressure on ourselves to maybe be successful or be in a relationship or have a certain partnership or to be doing things a certain way or to bring in a certain amount of money, looking at where have they come from? Are they even ours? Are they true? Um, are we really ready for them? Are we jumping from one thing to the next or are we bypassing? So maybe that will resonate with some of you. Um, looking at accepting with burnout as well we need to rest and relaxing is a form and it's an art and ways to rest and relax could be doing things like art drawing listening to music um, doing things on our own which can feel really like lonely but also realizing that we're actually really interested and we love spending time with ourselves as much as we love spending time with others so again it's learning to do the dance um, having fun Take yourself on a weekly date or, and it doesn't have to be expensive if finances are, are feeling weird. You could say, right, once a week, I'm gonna have a total me day. Like you might go out for a nice walk somewhere totally random. I joined the British Heritage uh, Trust. So there's all different places all over the UK and you can go on really, really nice walks. And I like filming stuff for my yoga in them. Um, and it's, it's, it's not expensive to do. I think it's like £66 for the whole year or I've got 15 months and there's like hundreds of sites you can go and visit or they're like £15 each. So it's fun to go and explore. Um, you, yeah, have fun. Like be random. Maybe try something different. Maybe go to um, an ecstatic dance. Maybe sign up for an online course. Maybe um, try a different um, dance class. Maybe you've always wanted to go to a dance class and never had the confidence. Um, maybe try and do something on your own if you're always having to do something with other people it's going to feel scary and horrible but maybe you're actually going to realize it's the best thing you've ever done um, drive a different route to work listen to different music have fun with things find some books maybe join the library go and be get muddy get 
get loud, use your voice, explore, um, be open to saying yes to things that are maybe different for you and saying yes if they come from like this feeling in your body and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try, oh it's a bit scary, yeah, get up on then I'll give it a go. Learn to dance with it, um, notice who you're spending time with as well, like different people are gonna help bring out different kinds of energy in you, it's kind of like osmosis, so if you're around certain energies that are depleting you, learning to First of all, protect your energy so that nobody can kind of take that energy and also then getting real with yourself and being like, actually, I just don't want to be around this energy. I'm a bit vulnerable at the moment and I've got to make myself a priority. Um, like there's a big party coming up this weekend and where I'm going for all this sort of stuff, I'm like, Do you know what? I just don't kind of want to be around the alcohol world for a little bit. Um, doesn't mean I'm never going to go back into it, but at the moment, I'd rather sort of spend this weekend chilling and seeing a couple of friends and... We're gonna do some like coding, like limiting beliefs, and I'm just open to trying different stuff, and that to me is exciting. And I, I just, I just don't want to be around alcohol this weekend. And maybe next time I will go. I, d I don't know. Like I'm just listening at the time. What feels right for me in this moment might be totally different for me in in a different time and space. Um, exploring pleasure and self exploration. Um, this can really help with burnout. Because when we learn to have received pleasure in our lives, we can, for example, food. Food for me used to be scary and restrictive. Um, as most of you know, I grew up with an eating disorder and it's only really been recently that my relationship with food has totally changed. I used to be terrified going anywhere, get anxiety about you know what might be out food-wise in case I would binge on it or I wouldn't binge and then later on I'd get home and binge because I, I felt deprived. Um, food's been a massive um, experience for me. Now I've looked at making food and I've accepted food is pleasure. I enjoy my food, I love my food now, I love trying different things. Um, I try to let go of stories around, can't eat this, you can't have that. Um, I also don't overwhelm myself. So we went out for dinner last night and there was so much food on the table. Um, and normally I'd just, keep going and going and going because I also find it difficult to stop so I sort of sat with it and I let myself pick and choose what I wanted to eat and I literally let myself pick do you want this yes do you want that no rather than just going like do, 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 or not having any of it and then going do, 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 do. so I really enjoyed my food last night and it felt like a beautiful experience with a group of people and I really felt present with them rather than looking at the food like do I eat you don't I eat you can I eat you I've already had a lot like should I eat any more of you like I felt really present and that's it. Burnout, presence, being aware, catching your feelings, game changer. When we bring presence into our awareness, we can really shift and we can notice where we're leaking energy and we can bring ourselves back into, is this true? Do I need to worry about how many calories I've eaten anymore? Or is this a story anymore? what's true oh, I'm out with my friends and generally they're looking forward to spending time with me and these are people that I want to be around and be able to give my attention and give my love and time is precious I want to give the best that I can in that moment and sometimes me giving might be just not being able to talk or even be there and just listen and just accept that they also just want your presence and just your energy of just being in the company because they don't also expect anything from you you don't have to give if you haven't got anything to give from Letting go, 
bigger thing with burnout, um, letting go of whether we've thought things have been wrong in the past or right, and just knowing that we did the, the best thing that we could for ourselves in that moment, letting go of, um, yeah, but I, I have to be like this and this is who I am, and actually accepting that's a story sometimes, and accepting that this is gonna be work to kind of change, and do I really wanna do the work? Um, when you let go, you can really surrender and that's when you can get really real with yourself. You can start to go, actually, I'm gonna do one thing at a time. Maybe having five cups of coffee and smoking a couple of cigarettes and um, drinking and it is a little bit much. So mm, this week I'm gonna maybe cut down to four cigarettes a week and maybe I'll just have like two glasses of wine this week rather than X and um, I'm not gonna see anyone weeknights and ask make time for them in at like the weekend because I'm already burned out or you know it's just it's just and then you can like I went out for dinner last night on a Monday night and I really enjoyed it and the old me would have been like oh no I can't go out I've got to work in the morning and blah, 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 and I'm already working till ten at night I actually now have the energy and can give the energy and also be able to receive the energy because I'm present. Um, and letting go of that, oh, if I say no to somebody, they're not going to like me and then worry about it. Like, if you choose to let go of something, it's give yourself permission to let go of thinking about it and worrying if you did the right or wrong thing and just trusting that you did what was best for you in that moment. And that is enough. Um, it will freak others out and maybe threaten others when you start putting yourself as a priority as well. Um, however, those that are that love you or respect you and respect your boundaries, those that have been taking the piss will be maybe offended and you'll know because they won't be able to accept that you need that space, time, rest, um, sabbatical, whatever it is. Um, you might not feel ready to take time and space to slow down and you might feel like your nervous system is like, oh my God, like yin yoga, for example. Your ego will try and maybe get you to get up or scratch or move around and tell you this is boring but actually it'll be like oh this is oh you start to catch it and play with it rather than going and agreeing with it you have awareness you, you bring awareness to it and you start to dance with it and you laugh with it um you take space we can honestly learn other people's feelings are not our responsibility and we are a priority and as hard as that is, it's accepting to have our own back. Um, and by having our own back and putting in boundaries and being honest with ourselves, doesn't mean we have to be honest with the whole world about everything we're feeling or thinking, but being honest with ourselves builds trust in ourselves. And that in turn means the body will relax. Oh, they're gonna feed us when we're hungry. They're gonna let us drink water when we want water. They're gonna let us go for a wee when we wanna go for a wee. They're gonna say no, we're gonna wrap up warm when we're actually forcing ourselves to go out on a night out when we actually we need rest. That will build trust, that will relax your nervous system. A relaxed nervous system will heal the body, will let the body regulate, bring it into homeostasis and make loads of shifts around for us. Burn unwanted body fat, boost your metabolism, game changer. Um, bring in anything you overanalyze as well journal it like get it out of your brain like brain dump it literally put it on paper you can burn it you can write about it like get it out because half the time what's in our mind when we actually write it out we're like oh i even feel better for releasing it um 
or I can I read it back and I'm like oh and I love keeping my journals because I can also reflect back on times when they felt really fucking awful or really amazing or I'm like wow there was a time when I felt like this before and I got through it or what what can I do different this time or gosh if I'd have known that then I could have you know could have been a different story so you can have hindsight and you can also appreciate that if you're going through a shitty time and you've journaled about something shitty before you've been through something shitty you're like hold on a minute there's a solution somewhere I just have to slow down maybe or and let it come to me it might not come to you when you write it down but you'll know that maybe when you write something down in the past that something eventually did shift you're like oh yeah for me, if I'd have had breath work years ago, there's no way I would have needed to be on any medication the way that I have been since I was 16. Um, and journaling also helps with our fears. Um, journaling, like my dad said to me, which is something I never thought in a million years he would say, is you have to, like, you must journal. It's been amazing. And I'm like, my dad's just found journaling at 62 after going to a kundalini men's only retreat which again i never thought in a million years was going to happen and it's been a way for him to get things out of his mind and then make a change and in turn that change has meant that he wants to start really looking after himself and changing how he's living and being and i've always tried to force certain things and now he's he's just done that and found that through journaling through chances of certain things happening and I don't know when we seem to sort ourselves out with certain things like it's like I said be the change that you want the world to see rather than forcing um maybe sitting down with yourself and getting real with what things you could maybe implement and dance with and rather than getting obsessed and rigid with them so my dad's thing is like you ha you know he has to journal every day like my thing is I, I generally if I one of my things the only thing, if I don't have time to do anything, the one thing that I will do is find time to meditate. Even if it's five minutes, I will do something to pour myself into my body in the morning when I wake up. Even if I feel like I've had a great night's sleep, I will meditate. Just to set how I want to start my day. Totally calm and relaxed. So I appreciate this was a super long one. I hope you enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of information. I do love doing these. And um, yeah, thank you for listening to the end. I will pop the bits and pieces, different meditations and courses and stuff that I'm running at the moment down. Anything you want to reach out to, Instagram handles below as well, or Facebook and loads of free stuff on my YouTube. So maybe choose something from there and give it a whirl. And hopefully I will see you either live for one of my classes or in person or joining one of my online courses. Sending so much love and light.